This is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santopadre. And where are we, pray tell? Uh, we're at <laughs> Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Ferderosa. We got to get Frankie's plug in there. Hi, Frank. Such a fan. We're also here with our researcher, Paul Rayburn. Oh, Okay. Because Gene Rayburn is what? dead, and yeah. this is the best yeah. we could do. Yeah. How, how much time do I have? <laughs> I get you a long phallic microphone like Gene Rayburn. So here's something. Um, we haven't done this in a long time on Colossal Obsessions. Uh, people, uh, you know, we get a lot of social media. We get a lot of people reaching out to us and making requests. And some people, a lot of people like the new format yeah. where we went, we started doing everything from Bond films to oh, yeah. people born in 1916 to, my God, we we did everything under the sun. We did we did robots. Oh, we did that's ro- right. We did, we did a Man on the Run TV yeah. shows. We did, of course, we did the One Hit Wonders, which oh, took, yeah. took us in a whole yeah, other direction. And, and, and we've lost three episodes. <laughs> one hit might, might be an omen. Yes. So, But the, the original way we started doing this, the original format for the mini episodes way back in the day when we weren't in a high When we food. were still doing it at, at uh, Gilbert's yeah. dinner table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love that there's some people write and they say, is Nutmeg real or is that just the, now the name for Gilbert's kitchen table? <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's a real place. And uh, the original format was we would do movies. I would pick a movie. Gilbert would pick a movie. And a couple of people, eh, I won't say it's been a uh, uh, a lot of people, but if, uh, a few a few listeners have written and said we miss the old format. Well, can you guys <laughs> can you guys occasionally trot out an old one? It so, was one guy at three a.m. It really on was a, one. Yeah. Yeah. It was one one guy at the Port Authority. <laughs> so so Frankie just suggested we could call this a Throwback Thursday episode. So this is a throwback to the original format that we started with, which was Gilbert and I picking a film. So what do you got? I have one from 1973. 1973. Uh, called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. I know it. Yeah. I rented it recently. Robert Mitchum, yep. Peter Boyle, yep. and Stephen Keats. Yes. I believe our friend Alex Rocco turns up in that one. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. yes. And Joe Santos. Joe, the late Joe, Joe Santos, Sir. who passed last year. And Stephen Keats was also played Charles Bronson's son-in-law in Death Wish. Correct. Very good. And I think he commits suicide, Stephen. In Keats. real life? Yeah. Oh, that's I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So See you that, next that week. Brings us <laughs> that now we're just ready to laugh. P- go ahead. I just want to say, as a writer, uh, we wouldn't have movies if we didn't have people who wrote movies. You bet. And uh, it was a, this was adapted from the from the great novel by George V. Higgins. Yes, who I think I, didn't he write for the Boston Globe at some it's point? It's a name and, I know, but right. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry, but he to wrote say, a, I don't know he much wrote about a bunch him. of Eddie Coyle books, and he was very successful. There were more than one Eddie Coyle stories. There were other stories, similar setting, really? you know, with like small time hoodlums and. Well, that was set in Boston, wasn't it? Uh, that, well, yes, that's, yes, yeah. they they were right. all doing their New England accents. I remember the opening with Ro- Alex Rock. Is it Alex Rocco and Joe Santos in the car, and they put on the masks? Oh yeah, they go in to knock off the little bank. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you do a New England it, accent? Uh yod. Yeah. Yod. Yeah. Good. I can't understand why you weren't in that movie. There's a rat in the department. <laughs> yes. Wow. It was just, just like Ethel Kennedy. They, 
they've missed a bet there. Wow, I'm a, I'm a casting. something else. <laughs> the thing about that movie, also another actor I like who's in that movie is Richard Jordan. Oh yes. You know, I think any any character actors in that movie that are that are nobody's left. Oh no, those and, are the you've hit the highlights. Boy, was, Richard Peter Boyle, of course, is. Peter and Boyle. I remember the the blurb, the slogan was something like, um, "It's." It's a dirty, violent world, but it's the only world that Eddie knows. And these are the friends of Eddie Coyle. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that pretty good. It's a grubby, violent, dangerous world, but it's the only world they know. And they're the only friends that Eddie has. Wow. I used to love blurbs on movie posters. You don't see them yeah. much anymore. <laughs> yeah. You're, those I used to love. We got to do an episode about that. Well, because we'll we'll on, on the horror films, the classic, they were always exclamation points oh. and big letters across the thing. Well, and, well like in in one of the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis ones, I guess uh, I guess Terror Train, I think it is. Uh, the boys and girls of Sigma Phi. Some will live and some will die. I love it. <laughs> What's the other one you liked? The by pick. Oh, that was I think the Mangler or something. The Mangler. <laughs> By pig, by axe, by knife, by bye. Wow. That's a Pulitzer Prize winner the right there. The horror films always get to have the most fun with those. And for Halloween, it was just the night he returned. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should do an episode. I mean, people know the most famous ones, and they know just when you thought it was safe to go back oh, to yeah. the beach. Was that right. Jaws too? I think? And and in space, no one can hear you scream from Alien. But, yeah. But we should dig up some obscure ones. Oh, yeah. There were some great ones. Yeah. Taglines or, or, or blur, what do they call them? I would call them taglines. Blurbs. Blurbs. But they might be taglines. I always think of blurbs more of sort of like a, as a, yeah, a, critic. a critic's writing, yeah. writing on the You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like uh, menu writing. You know, you get in three or four words, you got to make the dish sound delicious. And that's oh, what they're doing here. You know, and they're trying and to get in Taxi Driver, I think it was... On every street and every city in the world, there's a nobody who dreams of being a somebody. Like that. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's creepy. That is that is seriously creepy. <laughs> yeah. What I remember about Eddie Coyle, he's a he's a hustler. He's, a, he's like a two-bit. Yeah. And he's trying to save money and get out of the game. Oh, yeah. And they they bring him, they pull him back in for, is it one last job or? Yeah. And, I'm piecing and, it together. He's I an aging, aging delivery truck driver that's for right. a bakery. That's right. And a low-level gunrunner for a crime organization in Boston. It's interesting because Mitchum's at the, the the twilight of his career, so he's not he's not playing a super tough guy anymore. Oh, he's yeah. playing a kind of a loser. He's not trying to suck in his stomach anymore. Well, it's yeah. not Night of the Hunter. Yeah, or Cape, or Cape Fear. <laughs> well, who's in the rest of that cast? And as I was saying to Gilbert, um, uh, there are British directors, and this is one Peter Yates, yes, who capture American life. Very well, and Peter Yates also made Bullet, another great. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, the well, because Jacqueline Bissett was mentioned last yes. night on the podcast <laughs> with one of our guests, The Deep. Yes, yeah. he put uh, Jackie Bissett in that wet T-shirt. He did. She's you. She's Jackie to you. You guys are yeah, close. Jackie. Oh, they're tight. They're Jackie. Tight. They ran a car wash together yeah. in Encino. And Robert De Niro's Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Don't forget Dusty Hoffman. Dusty Hoffman. <laughs> Alan Pacino. And Gadge. <laughs> Gadge. When you work with Kazan, right? Oh, Did you yes, call him Gadge? Gadge. Gadge yes. <laughs> Peter Yates made some really good films. Now, yeah. who who did 
the high rock. That was Peter Yates. Yes. There's another one. I thought so. Yeah. And The Dresser, Albert Finney movie. That's oh, very, yeah. very oh, good. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. He had a great career. And you know, people don't talk about him. I think we talked about a little bit with Ron Liebman when he was in here about oh, the yeah. hot rock. But um, Friends of Eddie Coyle. Yeah, it's good. It, it It's it's of that that kind of the 70s, gritty. Yes. The kind of movies that you and I like to talk about. Yeah, when was, I, when was was French Connection around that time? I must, or was it earlier I, I, than that? Seventy two, seventy two, seventy two. And and it did have it had that wonderful greatness of a, like a low level gangsters who wasn't Godfather. Yeah, these yeah. were like bottom of the barrel stupid. Uh, just to see those actors, yeah. just to see Peter oh, Boyle great, and Rocco. Great. Who else was in? The, who filled out that cast? Uh, well, you, I think you got everybody: Mitchum, Boyle, Richard Jordan, Stephen Keats, right. Alex Rocco, Joe Santos, and Mitchell Ryan. Oh, Mitchell but, Ryan, sure. But Who's... the character names are great, too. Eddie Fingers Coyle mm-hmm. and Jimmy Scalise is the head of the game. What a great, that's a classic wow. Italian name. I love that. My dad, who uh, who uh, grew up in East New York and Brooklyn, used to tell my sister and I bedtime stories that weren't typical bedtime stories. They were <laughs> stories about guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd say, did I ever tell you about Harry Potts and Pans? He'd say, no, Harry Potts. <laughs> tell us that one. Tell us, the, tell us that one. We didn't get Sleeping Beauty yeah. or, or, uh, or or Rapunzel. Yeah, no, yeah. My, da- my dad used to tell you, you grew up in Toronto and they'd have these big Italian picnics with hundreds of people, you know, and then a couple of black limousines would pull up and a couple of guys would get out in white suits, walk around, say hello to everybody, and nobody, everybody knew who they were. You I know, love they that. They kind of make their rounds, get back in the car and go. You wow. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my favorite nickname, when my dad grew up, everybody got a nickname, all the Italian guys. And my favorite one was Handsome Pills. <laughs> I, I said, what was the origin of Handsome Pills? And somebody, apparently he was a, he was a vain guy. And he walked into a diner one day, and he was re- admiring himself in reflective surfaces. And one of the guys in my dad's circle said, look at this guy. Looks like he just took a whole bottle of handsome pills. <laughs> and so that became his nickname, which I always wanted to use in That's something. Funny. But I never did. Yeah. yeah, those are the stories we used to get, my sister and I. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. I remember in Sleeper. Yeah. Woody Allen says about Diane Keaton's boyfriend, he asks where he is, and he goes, he must be out taking his handsome lessons. His handsome lessons. My dad had Louis the Louse. Uh, Louis the, there was Louis the Butcher, uh, Joe the Nose, Harry Potts and Pants, and, uh, and, 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 and Handsome Pills. And I think there was a woman named Triple Ass. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't want to be uh, there, sexist. There should have been if but there was There should have been. <laughs> now, my movie um, is stars an actor that Gilbert and I just like to talk about, and we have no reason at all to bring him up, but we bring him up all the time. And I think that uh, I think I've actually recommended two movies that this actor made um, on this show. We talked about The Verdict, and I talked about Road to Perdition if I'm not mistaken. And these are later in yes. his career, but you know who I'm talking about. Wait, the Italian guy? No. Uh, no not what no. Italian guy? Wait, wait. What's the guy who died recently? What guy was died? Was he in... What guy died recently? The guy recently? who was in Big Eyes. Uh, definitely have... Polito. Oh, John Polito. Yeah. No, no. He I was... wasn't in this? No, no, I'm talking about Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yes. yes. Oh, I was going to say that to just show how little I knew about all this, but I would have been right. Yeah. I should have said it. Yeah. 
Well, any excuse to talk about Paul Newman on this show, and I'll take it. And He's we... got really great blue eyes, I hear. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the rumor. And he was a Jew, most importantly. That's right. As were, and we were just talking to, uh, what's his name? Dick uh, Gutman. Gutman. Dick yeah, Gutman. Dick, we had uh, Paul Newman's uh, publicist. I forgot to mention it, but both Cary Grant and Lawrence Harvey were Jews. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our, I, I think Italians are not getting their fair share of time on the podcast. Well, our, I did my three people. minutes about Harry yeah, Potts and Pants, so he and felt compelled to. Yeah. <laughs> but Mayor Theorello LaGuardia. Also a Jew. Also a Jew, <laughs> yes. <laughs> not that many people know that. Right. LaGuardia, LaGuardia Airport. That's <laughs> the things you learn on this show. Yeah, that's right. I'm changing the name of this show to Also a Jew. Enrico, yeah. Enrico Caruso, oh, the great yes. tenor, Ashkenazi. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking news here. Uh, I will, as I said, I'll, I'll, I'll take any excuse to talk about famous Paul. Italian Chico Marx. That's right, Chico <laughs> Marx. <laughs> Uh, okay, the movie. I'll see if you know it because I'm going to stump you by yes. giving. You, I'm going to give you Uh-oh. the cast. Uh oh. Uh, Paul Newman. I said Lauren Bacall. Wait, was this that like uh, a Harper? Wow, he got it from wow. two actors. Oh, man. Wow. wow. I was going to give wow. you. I was going to give you Janet Lee and Shelley yeah. Winters and and uh, Stephen we- uh, Stephen Weber. Um, was Robert Wagner in that one? Robert Wagner, yeah. Robert Weber. Thank you for giving me oh, the first Robert name. Oh, Robert Weber. Yeah, Robert Weber, who's from 10. Yeah. And lots of and SOB. I, well, I heard Blake Edwards loved using Robert Weber. He used him all the time. Yeah. You've seen Harper based on uh, the- Yes. Uh, yeah. Based on, uh, what was the, the original one called? Archer. Uh, Archer. Based on the Archer novels yes. by Ross MacDonald and written by the great William Goldman. The yes. Oh, Cassidy yes, and, and Marathon Man. And, and, and Princess Bride. And but was that the name of the movie? They the changed it to Harper because the studio yeah. did not option all of the books. Oh, okay. All of the stories. That's one version of the story. The other version of the story, and I don't believe this one particularly, was that they changed it to an H because of the success oh, of Hunt HUD and The Hustler. And, yes. Yeah. And I guess Ombre was and, another yeah. one. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't I had, know. I had heard that story, too, that every... Well, it was kind of like with Stallone, everything was an R. Rocky, Rambo. Right. Uh, Rhinestone. Rhinestone, yes. <laughs> His biggest hit, Rhinestone. <laughs> okay, oh my here, God. here's the blurb. You ready? Yes. Harper. Harper looks for trouble. See Harper look. See Harper. Yeah, ah, it's right here on the I poster know. I have on my there paper. It is. That's it. Yeah. Directed by Jack Smite, who directed one of your favorites, yes. No Way to Treat a Lady. Oh, my God. Yes. How about that? And The Illustrated Man. Wow. Both Rod Steiger Rod, pictures. Two Rod Steiger pictures. And the music was done by, little callback, Johnny Mandel. Johnny Mandel. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And shot by the great Conrad Hall, the late great Conrad Hall, who shot Cool Hand Luke and American Beauty and Marathon Man and Butch Cassidy and- and the list goes on and on. It's a uh, now, go ahead. It was this 1966. Did you we bet, cover, buddy. Did we cover this in our 66 show? We did not. We did I not. Don't okay. Believe, I don't believe we in, did. In the UK, it was it was released as the Moving Target. Yes, which I believe was the name of the book. 
Yeah. Ross McDonald's novel, The Moving Target. That's it, right. It's well, a, where did Ar- where did Archer come? Archer was the character. Archer in the was the target. character. Right. Yeah. I I remember in one part, Robert Wagner. Yeah, he's very young in the picture oh, and very God, very yes. handsome. And he does like for one part as a joke a James Cagney imitation. I believe he does. And and when I was watching that, my first thought was, wow, no one watching this remembers who James Cagney was. And then I thought. Even more scary, people nowadays don't know who Paul Newman is. Right, or Robert Wagner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's depressing. So here, here's another interesting tidbit. The film pays homage. Homage. I'm studying with Gilbert. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> pays homage to the Humphrey Bogart, Sam Spade, and other detective films by featuring Bogart's wife, Lauren Bacall. That's right. Who plays a wounded wife searching for her missing husband, a role similar to General Sternwood in The Big in Sleep. The Big Sleep. Yeah, Very the good. whole film evokes The Big yeah. Sleep, really. It's 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 kind of, you know, it's a, a movie. It's not, I want to say it's not an entirely successful movie. Yeah. For one thing, it's over long. Oh, so yeah. So if I'm recommending it to our listeners, but, I mean, check it out anyway for the performances. This is not one of those movies that's really about the plot, any more than those bogey movies were well, about the plot. Well, right. the, the Big Sleep. Everybody admits it's one of those movies that yes. the writers themselves said, we we don't know what the plot yeah, is. No, yeah. no. Which is amazing. <laughs> you yeah. know, I've, I've always wanted to go back and read the book and see if the book is, if the problem is in the book too, or if the book gets it right. Yeah, that, maybe. But yeah, that's one of the, those rare things. It's one of those movies, The Big Sleep, that makes no sense through large portions of it, but yet is so much fun to watch. It's, yeah, it's a, a lot. Great, of, it's a, it's great a lot of fun. It's a great ride. I think when the Coens made the Big Lebowski, and I, I mean, I, I, I think I've read this somewhere that that's that's part of the Shaggy Dog joke. With part of what they were doing was the plot that doesn't make any sense, right? As kind of an homage, right? <laughs> homage. They took out they took out the, the the detective and put a stoner. Right in the center of of a, right. of a mystery that's intentionally yeah. convoluted. That that movie grew on me. I spent some time. I was teaching in Florida, and the I had sleep? two DVDs. No, uh, oh, the, the Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah, it grows on everybody. I watched it about ten or fifteen times over a couple of months, and I, I just grew to love it. I mean, it's a great, it, great. It, movie. I saw it in the movies, and when I was living in L.A., and the first time, and I thought, "What the hell was that?" Which, <laughs> yeah. which was a lot of people's reaction. Of course, I appreciated Jeff Bridges and those actors, right. John Polito, David right. Huddleston. Um, uh, Julianne Moore, so many of them. The, but it's one of those pictures. The more you see it, and it's now it's just it's beyond a cult movie. I mean, there are entire conventions, yeah, devoted to it. I heard something on NPR the other day. Talk, somebody from the American Cremation Society. Oh yeah, that's and a they great were, scene they said, too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, it has been pilloried in popular culture. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see it? Because I know it's a. B- b- oh b- yeah, b- yeah, that one I had seen. But you wouldn't admit to Buscemi that you'd seen it. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> my 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 good friend uh, Jenny Nigro pointed out to me the other night that that shut the fuck up, Donnie. Maybe a useful meme over the next couple of uh, yeah, that's over, true. Over, oh, over the next couple of years, perfect. We and, and started right here. Started right here on the podcast. It may come in handy. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Harper uh, for for people that haven't seen it. And it it is a little bit like The Big Sleep. It is it is one of those stories. And we like movies that show you cities and what they used to look like. Oh my so god! It's yeah. a great look at L.A. in the '60s. 
Um, but the, this is about the actors. It's about uh, 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 Shelley Winters plays a, a boozy ex-star. Uh, Janet Lee is his wife that he's estranged from. Uh, Arthur Hill, you know that actor? Oh my God! Yes, yeah, yes. Plays plays his friend Arthur Graves. Um, Robert Wagner, we talked about Robert Weber, Harold Gould. Oh, geez. Shows up as Sheriff Spanner, and you're gonna love this one. Uh, Claude, the phony holy man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this? He goes to a mount. There's a mountaintop yeah. holy retreat. Oh wait, is this Strother Martin? Strother Martin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right out of Cool Man Luke. <laughs> Yeah. What we got here is a failure to <laughs> communicate. Yeah, a great voice oh, and yeah. a great character actor. Yeah. Strother so Martin. I've got a I've got a trivia question for you guys, either one. Uh in 1975, Newman reprised the role. Yes, he did. In Too Easy. I've seen that one too. Ask Gilbert if he knows it. There was a there was a follow up. Uh, yeah, well, I was trying to remember the Joanne name Woodward the is in that yeah. one. The drowning, the drowning pool, the drowning pool. Yeah. Okay, it's a totally yes. different tone in the yeah. drowning pool. The drowning pool is d- directed by Stuart Rosenberg, a much more serious uh, take on the material. This one is goofy. He goes yeah. around conning people. He's 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 kind of a sleaze. Yeah, there are parts of the movie where he doesn't take really take the case very seriously. Um, it's 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 got a a, a strange light touch. Um, so it's, you, do, you, do you remember the cast of the drown? I remember Joanne yeah. Woodward's Joanne in it. Joanne Woodward, Anthony Franciosa. Oh yeah, Tony Franciosa, Murray Hamilton. Love Murray Hamilton. Gail Strickland and somebody we were talking about just before we came into the booth, Melanie Griffith. Oh yes, gee, oh, yes, a young Melanie Griffith. Um, the other thing I want to say about Harper is. Um, uh, William Goldman, you can get William Goldman's script if you go to a website called Cinephilia and Beyond, which is a script, uh, a great a uh, movie site that I discovered while doing research for this. By the way, the follow-up, I just happened to, there are not many cinematographers I can name, unlike you guys. Yeah. But I know this one, Gordon Willis. Of course. Oh, the Drowning Pool. Yeah, Gordon That's Willis. Ma- major talent. Well, and, he shot the Godfather pictures. Now, yeah. now uh, oh, God, I now this is to get a block on this one. <laughs> Uh, the Chinese cinematographer. Key Luke. No, yeah. No, James <laughs> Wong Howe. James Wong Howe. I heard a story. Jewish? About him. Yeah, Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> he shortened it from he, James Wong Horowitz. Yes. He was Sephardic. Yeah. A Sephardic yeah. Jew. Uh-huh. I heard, you know, he was already like a... Uh, world-renowned cinematographer. He was worshipped. And at one point, just like for fun or an investment, he opened a Chinese restaurant that he would go there and supervise. And one time, outside of his restaurant, there were people filming something. So he decided to go out and say, uh, you know, I think to get a better shot, you should use this lens and go back a little. And he was telling them, you mm-hmm. know, and and the guy looked at him. He goes, hey, look, I'll direct. You go in there and bake your fucking noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that to him? Yeah, some guy directing. Oh, unbelievable. Where did you hear that story? I don't know. I read that somewhere. <laughs> You know, it's never too late in the show, Paul, for a little bit of racism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we almost got out. We almost got yeah, out. Almost. <laughs> uh, there's a documentary. James Wong Howe and others, Conrad Hall and I think Gordon Willis, 
are featured in a documentary. I think it's called Visions of Light. You can look and that up quickly James, as we run out of time. James it, Wong Howe won, apparently won two Academy Awards nice. for Best Cinematography. The best. What were they? Oh, God. I got to get you guys here before we're done. Oh, well, well, okay. well one of them was HUD. HUD was one of yeah, them. HUD. Yes, HUD. HUD. Ding, ding. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> and the other was 1955. You're going you're gonna to smack your forehead when um, you hear this. Uh, drama? Uh, yeah, the rose tattoo. Oh, yeah, oh, Anna Magnani. okay. Yeah. 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 So that's not bad. Nope, nope, nope. I, is, and look up the documentary. Is it called Visions of Light? Because it's a great documentary and released about a decade ago. And I think he said something, James Wan House said something like, he, he doesn't look for explanations of where the light is coming from. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. He just, whatever looks good to him. Maybe we'll do a future show about cinematography. Yeah. Our favorite cinematographers. Um, so, yep, he's pointing to the time. <laughs> uh, so check out Harper and also this uh, website. We get nothing from recommending these websites, but uh, they're fun. Uh, Cinemaphilia. I'm sorry, Cinephilia. I Boy, I added a syllable like Homer there. Yeah. Homer Simpson, <laughs> saxophone, Cinephilia and Beyond, uh, and you can see the screenplay for Harper, and there's a great yeah. interview with William Goldman, who we should get. Oh, absolutely. Jeez, we got to get on that. Yeah. And your movie was? Uh, oh, what's that? Oh, the, the Friends of Eddie the Coyle. Friends of Eddie Coyle. So there you go to the people who wanted us to, to revisit the old format. Sir? Yes, okay. This has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. Bye-bye. Friends, why not take a trip to Spontaneation, where hours of listening pleasure await you. Hours made up of moments, moments like these. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad I won that lottery where you got to come to a celebrity's funeral. <laughs> well, certainly. Uh, we're glad to have you here. This is your program, and you'll sit in the front row with the family. Oh, <laughs> so- How you doing? I'm John Wayne's son. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I'm John Wade's daughter. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, well, congratulations on winning the contest. Yeah, well done. <laughs> I've never been to a celebrity funeral before. Are there any tips? <laughs> Just keep quiet and hold on. It's going to be a wild ride. Pilsner. Be respectful. We're Pilsner. talking about the Duke here. Listen to Spontanea Nation with me, Paul F. Tompkins, on Earwolf, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.